0: And welcome, it's time for another podcast. Diane Kamikaze here for WFMU. My guests today, Segs Jennings and Dave Ruffy, originally of the Ruts and continuing on in Ruts, DC. This interview was originally from July 21st, 2016, when their Music Must Destroy record just came out. Why is it timely? I'll tell you why it's timely now. They've just released a new single off of that record called Kill the Pain. And they're going on tour with the Stranglers. Yes, I'm jealous. A little bit of station business here at WFMU every year. We uh, we need to raise funds for our operating budget. And this year, 2017, our fundraiser uh, is between March 5th and 19th. If you are listening during that time and are so inclined, we would love a gift of some bucks from you. The number to call is 800-989-9368. And you can always donate on wfmu.org on our website. Our struggle is real, folks. And... At the end of our fundraisers every year, we always have the Hoof and Mouth Symphonia, which is FMU DJs singing songs that they love, hate, want to make fun of, or that just makes sense for them to perform. And it's possible that I'm featuring the Ruts, because possibly the finale might involve me singing a Ruts song for the finale of the WFMU fundraiser. Just saying. So in today's podcast, you will hear who Segs Jennings borrowed a bass from that I found interesting. Explanation of the title of their new album, Music Must Destroy. And just what really awesome guys they are. What a legacy, the Ruts. Stay tuned. I'm going to bring my guests on. I believe I have Dave and Segs. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, guys.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: This
1: is Dave Ruffy here. I'm by myself. And I'm Segs here as well.
0: Um, it is, it is... A nice tunes you played. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Yeah. I've got some pretty good taste, you know.
1: Yeah, the demolition dancing through me slightly. I didn't, I didn't recognize it. <laughs> oh,
0: really? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's all good.
0: It's a. It's a... It's, that's the Mark
1: Teller. The Mark. The oh, Mark Teller. That's
0: how you say it. Okay. I knew you would correct me. Mm. Perfect.
1: Well, we have plenty of love to speak German. <laughs> 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 they taught to get us to the it in two wars, but that's another story. <laughs> another
0: story.
1: Nice. How is New York,
0: Diane? New York is, is pretty good. It's uh, it's right across we, the river. I'm here in Jersey City and, uh, and oh, in New York uh, often. I Really
1: wish we were there, you know, in person doing this interview. No offense, I just, but well, we love New York, and it's been a long time since we've played as the Ruts over there or Ruts DC. No, did you? friends there. So, everybody, get us back over there.
0: Did you play as Ruts ever in New York? Yeah, we did. We we,
1: yeah, had, no, we Rusty oh, Rusty. Rusty C, sadly see. Sadly see. Sadly, Malcolm had already yeah. died in eighty. We we right. in 1980. and we played Hurrah's when it was still there. I don't even remember <sighs> that. I
0: remember. Uh, her, I was, remember yeah, oh. it
1: Yeah, was run by a lady called Ruth Polsky. Who yes. Went on to run Limelight and I yes, ...in the Don's Syria, Yeah. Yes. Um, sadly, she died.
0: She got hit by a car in front of the Limelight. I think.
1: She got hit by a car in front of the Limelight. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, taxi, yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. So we,
1: we, we arrived in New York the day that the day after John Lennon got shot. Oh boy! It was kind of weird, you know. It was kind of a w- really weird time. And um, but we went and we played Jersey a few times. But as, as I say, as Ruts DC, so mm-hmm. so we never played it as a Ruts. But we played it with self uh, Johnny Segs next to me, and Paul Fox was still alive then. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: And, you and know, we, I mean,
1: the, diff- the difference being Ruts was uh, Malcolm and. Uh, Ruts DC without Malcolm, because we just to clarify to your listeners, because we, we didn't want to carry on really as the Ruts because uh, Malcolm had died sadly. But uh, and yeah, it, so we carried on as Ruts DC. Did, uh, what, did, we didn't really want to use that name, uh, but we did due to certain pressures. But now we're very happy that we did. We're very happy that we changed the name and we're very happy because we're not reforming the Ruts. We're re-igniting uh, Ruts DC. So that's uh, yeah, good.
0: I like the yeah. term. to kind of interesting
1: because, because basically, the, I mean, we are two of the ruts. Yes. We're the only people who can really play the rut stuff.
0: You are the ruts. You know what it is.
1: And uh, so we are, yeah, essentially. I don't know if I'm probably jumping the gun here, but we've just made a new record. You know, you played Psychic Attack earlier. Yes. That's, that's a track from our new album. It's, it's
0: called, called Music uh, Must Destroy. Music Must
1: Destroy, it's called.
0: Now, Ken, um it's, the, it's,
1: meant to, it's meant in a good way,
0: that in the way that music...
1: You know, can destroy negativity and bring better things around. Oh, hopefully. good! That's the idea of it. Well, that Stop was meant as music destroying us all. That... <laughs> There's enough people trying to do that already.
0: You know, I mean, I've yeah. I've done that to my neighbours sometimes, but you know. Yeah, yeah. What are saying?
1: But uh, yeah, me too. Actually, I've got trouble with my neighbours at <laughs> the moment.
0: Nothing better than a loud sound system when you've got neighbors like that. Um, Well, and good, I wanted to ask you about that because I wanted to know the meaning because the Ruts are sort of known as being like a uniting, you know, band. I mean, you embraced, you know, the the reggae rhythms early on and you had a lot of, um, uh, you weren't just inclusive in the punk scene. You had a lot of interactions and, and collaborations in uh, that's, that's in that's the right. world yeah, of
1: reggae, yeah. well, we we've always, um, we we were we weren't really kind of stereotypical punk rockers, you know. We didn't we didn't. I mean, Malcolm had spiked air and a bit, but uh, but basically, we, we weren't a kind of leather jackety kind of punk thing. We were very inspired by the punk movement. You
2: were, um, you
0: were very what?
1: Very inspired. Oh, inspired, by yes. The punk, inspired by it, um, but we we had we had a lot. We weren't born in '76. we we already liked music well before that and we had sort of tastes and in and, and, and music. And so we, we from the punk ideology we got the art, the can do attitude with
2: mm-hmm.
1: us, punk rock. And so it was massively important to us because it kinda of gave us an opportunity. You know, we're, we're all working class boys, you know, we're not we were so we weren't kind of our self confidence we didn't go up sort of what we call pub what we call private school here, we call public school. Uh-huh. Call public school state school, but anyway, but public school here means paid for, you know, private education. We weren't from that, uh, and it's quite hard to get any kind of confidence that you can do anything when you're working class boy in England. We we kind of live by a class system, even to this day. Uh, so the punk rock thing was was really good because it kind of said, "You remember, I'm sure you remember the sniffing glue uh, yes. sort of benzene." It said, here's a chord, here's another one, they're going to form a band. It was mm-hmm. A bit like that, but we could already play a little bit. But we we always try to embrace the music that's inspired us, really.
0: And then, sure. um, uh, Dave, I I read that you used to run a record store. Is that where you guys I had did. met? Yeah, I
1: did. Was, well, it was always my dream to play music, but it's pretty hard to make a living playing music. And I'm sure you know you 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 do music for a living in your own, in your way. It's very difficult too. So running a record shop was like the next best thing to being in a band because. Uh, you know, it was like just dealing with music all day, and people, people who like music. Uh, and luckily, I worked in the my, my house shop was in the financial district, so even better, it didn't open on Saturdays. So <laughs> I just worked Monday and Friday, so nice. I had the best of both worlds.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: I didn't know, I didn't start work till 10, 10 a.m., which was kind of a bit of a lie-in to most people. So ten till six, and this is in fact when I met John uh, Segre yeah, here. Yeah, so that's yeah, because I used to go, I was well into my music and uh, this is pre-punk really so I was listening to a lot of a uh, lot of black music really uh, and um, and coming around and looking around the record I, I used to work just down the road from the shop and um, so we used to go around and uh, try and find try and find imports and anything you know anything <laughs> just hungry for music really And then uh, I used to go, I found Ruffy's shop, a very genial guy that knew a lot about music and used to buy there, but a lot of Parliament and Funkadelic, those sort of things, those sort of bands that that in their own way were were, were very punk in what they were saying, you know. Mm -hmm, And um, and then one day I walked in and he had a Ramones t-shirt on uh, and I said, who's that? (laughs) And he went, listen, and put on Beat on the Brat with a baseball bat and we both went, right, tear up everything that's gone before, get rid of those <laughs> records, let, let's buy this. And then and then um, that was it. We became friends, going out to see as many gigs as we could. And um, this was the whole vibe of London at that time. So, you know, 76, 77. So and, you know, he played me Iggy Pop for the first time, which obviously is before that, but mm. we're listening to this stuff and, and everybody was listening to it. And everybody, it, the, the, whole, the whole of London and consequently the world lately was changing, you know? So... That was that. That was the record. That's the history of the record shop. <laughs> I, sh- I should add it was a it was a homemade Ramones. Yeah. It was <laughs> oh, they had any Yeah, yeah. It was just it was just the kind of gold lettering I had put on a black t shirt. It wasn't. Yeah. It didn't have the the the, 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 the president's uh, the, symbol. That they, the no, no. Right. It, it, I mean, it's actually there's a picture of Ruffy in the book, which is a good book. which We will talk about later, hopefully. But. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a homemade T-shirt, exactly, roughly. And now, what's the? ironically, now we have a thing called Primark. Here that
2: we out there.
1: You know, but basically it's a chain store, and everybody can buy Ramones. They've got Marones, you've got Ramones, uh, boxer shorts, you've got Ramones. And then you, you see people of every creed and every... Every, uh, colour, every colour. Every age. Buying mm-hmm. stuff from Primark because it's a cheap shop. And... and uh, with Ramon's stuff, they don't know who they are. It's kind of crazy, but I don't know who owns it. It's become a brand. You know? yeah, it's become yes. a you know. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. It has. We, so we when did we
1: tried to do it ourselves, but nobody knew who we were. So I didn't
0: So you guys became friends because of the record store, but then when did the ruts form?
2: Well,
1: uh, okay. So, so I already I knew Paul Fox, who was our guitarist, mm-hmm. um, and I'd I'd met Paul Fox, and I'd um. Got a job with him. I was in a band before the Ruts in a ten-piece funk band called Hit and Run.
0: Oh right, and, uh, that's the the, the yeah. band that had J D Nicholas in the band, right? That's right, that's, that's right.
1: J D Nicholas in it uh, from the Commodore. Uh, Six, so my my dear friend sitting here, mm-hmm. um, we, was we, he used to we he used to come and sort of help us, come kind of at gigs with us. We we called him a roadie those days, but he wasn't really a roadie. He, mm-hmm. was, a bit, he, he was just a cool guy to have around, uh, and then. Um, we, we didn't hit and run for a while. And uh, during the time that Johnny was telling you about, um, we, we kind of uh, heard this punk rock stuff. Um, Paul was friends with Malcolm. I didn't know Malcolm at the time. Malcolm was a bit of a DJ. Um, and he, he, he was into punk rock. And Malcolm and he wrote a couple of songs together and asked if I'd get involved. So I did. Uh, and we, we at first used a drummer from Hit and Run, this punk band, so, y- and I was playing the bass in the punk rock ethos that you can do anything. I could play the bass a bit, you know. So I borrowed a bass from Phil Linnett from Tin Lizzy. Oh wow! And um, that famous mirror bass. Actually. That famous mirror bass. And, really. Uh, we did demo, but it was it was they were kind of okay songs, but they weren't great. Uh, the, the drummer at the time was was the main writer from Hit and Run. The Hit and Run didn't like the idea that we were playing punk rock. I don't know what it was like for you, but punk rock. Caused a lot of separation. Yes. Back in the day, yes. You Couldn't you? You weren't really allowed to like it and like anything else. I've never had that problem with it, but um, so anyway, he said, "Look, I'm going to have to quit because my band have been met So I thought I'd go back on drums, and we thought, "Well, he's going to play the bass?" And I said, "Well, Segs has got a guitar. He's cool. You know, he's going to be all right. You know, he's <laughs> he not a soul when he can dance. He's got he's got a vibe. He's got a, got a rhythm and all that." <laughs> so um, Segs became the bassist. I went back on the drums. He's already played a bit. And, uh, and then the ruts were born from that, you know. And J.D. Nicholas, strangely, who you, you mentioned him like, you know, you were with his name. He went on to kind of replace Lionel Richie in The Commodores. He was a great soul singer. He kind of gave me the name Segs, really. He did, he, he did, because he used to say, yeah, it's a bit below the belt, a bit below the, the Segs. Thanks being the metal things on the bottom of your shoes. I'll better explain because, yeah, we, okay. if, we, <laughs> we, have a, we have an expression in in, in England, certainly London, if you do something kind of underward, a little bit um, desperate, you know, if you're playing games with your buddies and you say something kind of really low, you say, well, that's a bit of a, a, a blow that's below the belt, and like, like in boxing. boxing, yeah. So yes. no, they're a bit below the belt. So we have these metal things, you know, I would the poverty in Britain. <laughs> We have these little metal, thing, Blakey's segs, they're called segs. They're little metal tips you put on your shoes to make them last a bit longer and stop wearing out. So the idea was, because oh. segs was always a cheeky chap, and he'd say things that were more than below the belt, they were actually below the segs.
2: Got so, it. Which
1: kind of, Further, you know, that's how the name came around. As so far
0: below as 40s. you can get.
1: Yeah. That's,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, the only
1: way up from there, of course.
0: <laughs> so w- within just a couple of minutes, you've already men- mentioned Phil Lennett and uh, J.D. Nicholas. What other uh, yeah. uh, elbow... I mean, I, I guess I-, I would just love to know what it was like at that period of time because there weren't well, a billion we know, bands.
1: We didn't know hundreds of, of rocks or anything. It was just that they're the people, that, that, that they're actually factual things. I mean, we were just guys... Going around their business, you know, trying to have a nice evening and go out and hear some music and all that kind of thing. So it was it was really exciting. It was very um it was very aggressive in London. I mean, if you looked remotely punky, which we didn't particularly look punky, but I remember Malcolm had red hair, he came out of my house here. Well, the house I'm sitting in now. He Long came around Christmas, yeah. Christmas and he dyed his hair. And sex and he were walking down the road and a bunch of guys were driving by and then jumped out and started beating on them, you know, like, for no reason other than they didn't like the way he they were dressed. dyed his
0: hair. You
1: know. mm-hmm. So that was a lot. And then, of course, in London, you had, the, you had a lot of tribes. You had skinheads and punk rockers, and people would jump between the two. And, and a lot of gigs, although there was a lot of great energy at gigs, they could quite often turn extremely violent. And, mm-hmm. that, and later on, you got the mosh bit, and everyone knew what they were getting. Yes, you know. Yes. Was, you could argue violent, but if people would choose to go in the mosh pit and jump around and throw themselves off the stage. but, the of, but back then it was, um, you know, well, what, what punk rock did here was, was it gave it gave the people, it gave the freaks a chance to go out and be somebody. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't have. To, it wasn't really about being able to afford the latest bondage trousers, or it, it was about like, yeah, I can be somebody. I can go to a to a thrift store or charity shop, as we call them, and buy something dress it up with safety pins and be somebody for the night. So mm-hmm. it was very liberating, you know, sort of ordinary people. And there were certain people, it was also a bit of a death for uh, the rock that had become before. But there were certain people that were really cool, like Phil Linnett, Finn Lizzy,
2: Punks. Yes. We were
1: OK with that because it was pretty cool. Even ACDC, you know, it was like, well, that's pretty cool because they really do mean it. And... um other people, like yes, were just like kind of giving the thumbs down, <laughs> you know. So that's how Malcolm Phil and sort of uh, became friends. And uh, he was just a really cool guy, really. I mean, he he he'd suffered. He'd been through it, you know. He'd been a black man in Ireland growing up. He he, he was tough, but he was uh, very very. Uh, our message still remains the same, which is people unite thing. It it was always about unity, and it still is, you know. Mm. It was it, we we saw it as an in, as a um you know an opportunity really for people to come together didn't realize that at the time but that's what was, what was happening. I just never thought it would return uh the other way But, of a uh, mankind's natural uh, natural thing is is um, unfortunately is um sort of division isn't it? <laughs> but uh, we preach unity really it's the only way to be.
0: Well you do and I and uh I know a lot of your your early songs did sort of, I guess, deal with the scene, with with what was happening there. And you said how how uh, London or, or Britain was aggressive, the scene was aggressive.
2: And it was.
1: It, yeah, we deal with that. And, and I'd like to sort of bring it slap bang up to date in 2016. The new album's still dealing with that. You know, mm-hmm. some, some things are the same subjects. Uh, some things are different, but most of the album is... Uh, it's not all like psychic attack. There's some other things, but there's one called peace bomb. Um, mm-hmm. There's one called music must destroy. Uh, you know, there, there are. It's still. They're still very, I think, gritty lyrics. hmm and, and part of that is what punk is, I think, yeah, because we're not going to use that kind of rock riff and put put a, you know a kind of meaningless a song, a meaningless lyric about uh, you know blowing hair, especially not hair, <laughs> <laughs> Who who has hair left? <laughs> yeah, so that we, we, we we've only ever written about stuff that that kind of is around us, really. You know what I mean? We've not we've, we we have really done many love songs or anything, but we've always played about stuff that means something to us, and we make the music really count. And and uh, and we, and as Sexy said, we still do it, you know. But um, on, on on this on this new record, we we you are talking about names, but we've got some good. Uh, we've had. Um, because over the years we, we've become friends, with, you know, with a few people in power. So Captain Sensible is on one track nice.
0: uh, from
1: the Dams, of course. Um, my dear friend Marco Baroni from Yay. Adamant, he's he's on a huge playing guitar on the track.
0: Great, guitar and our dear team. friend
1: uh, Mr. Henry Rollins has, has appeared on the track as well, doing "To Vote Was Sexy." Oh, cool. on, on the title track of the album called "Music Must Destroy," which oh,
2: is wow. great. So and Jake Burns from Mustard Little
1: Fingers, Burns and some mm-hmm. BBS. And Kirk Brandon from... Theatre uh, of Hate. Uh, Spirit of Destiny. I mean, yeah. I would count all of these, including Henry, uh, uh, as our friends, you know, which is... Mm. So it's not a thing of really going, oh, who could we get? Um, you know, none of these people want money, I hope. Um, <laughs> but, well, um, you know, they, they become our friends. And it's, it, it is a united sort of front. this, this album, but, but music must destroy. You ring up Henry Rollins and say, would you like to sing on this track? He, what's he going to say? He said... He actually said, "Are you kidding?" Of
2: course, <laughs> so he's a very,
1: very busy man. I mean, as you know, that he's, he's done it, and um, it, it sounds good. It's and confusing. it's also a reach out to. We want to go to America, and you know, we've got these people there. We get Ian McKay and stuff like that. You he, know, looks, they, he likes. They, they You know, we want to come back over there, and uh, you uh, have to come do, back
0: over. Do some shows. And uh, yeah and the 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 gentleman that you named before the the captain and Marco and Jake and Kirk yeah, I yeah. mean they're all your contemporaries from that time. I was just a little yeah. thrown when you threw in Phil Lynt, although I forget that he did the Greedies and you know some of the other like he was he was very supportive of, of the punk scene but well,
1: he, he also wrote, wrote a song with Malcolm called fanatical uh, Fascists, yeah oh which uh, I think was recorded by um Gary
2: Moore. Gary Moore we call oh I wow! They ever
1: did, but but they were good. For Malcolm and Phil were good mates, you know. Mm. And um, you know, awesome. so yeah, so it's it's good. But I mean, so it's it's, it's what's good. is it's not just about knowing people are famous. It's about if you get on with you know, you know, we, I've, I've, I've been a music fan all my life, and I've met some of my heroes. I'm happy to say most of them. i sort of like what we do because we don't you know, we don't have a, an agenda here. We, we, we write from the heart, you know. And the this, this new record is the first kind of rock and roll record, for want of a better term or phrase,
2: mm. that we've written
1: since, since sort of 81, 82. So, you know, we, we came back with Rhythm Collision Volume 1 and Volume 2, yes. which were kind of reggae or, and kind of a great love of, of, of ours, you know, to yeah, do that. We love that. And, and we didn't have anything, we, we didn't want to write any rock and roll until we really had something to say. Mm-hmm. We just feel that we've, Got something to say, and we've written the songs there. And I think a body, you know, lyrically, like a body of work. Like we've got ten songs in this album, but actually we started off with fourteen, so we we still got some up our sleeve. Um, that's been a, that's been amazing to write to to come up with those lyrics because wh- what do you do, you know? I mean, we've got a big legacy. Uh, ruts DC has got a big enough legacy, uh, but include if you include the ruts in the spirit of it, it's a uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, we were very proud of the lyrics and everything, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, hopefully everybody else is going to like it. But we're, we're, we're actually—we've well, talked about it a lot, but I mean, it's the thing to do. But we're—we've only just finished the album, and, and we're really, really thrilled. Well, we just—we just, just came straight from rehearsals, so uh, we've got a gig tomorrow. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Ruffy's had a operation recently, so we haven't been doing any gigs, but we've been just album, 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 album. Now we finished. We're going, you know, we rehearsed today, and it was like, uh, letting the tiger out of the cage, really, because it was like, ah. We all thought, you know, because we have to keep up to speed, you know, we're, yes. we're getting on a bit, but oh, then you, you, know, we don't want to hit the stage and go, oh, they've lost it, or oh, they look really tired. Or, oh, we can't be <laughs> doing that, you know. So, yeah. so,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, well, and and so I, you know, I know that Rhythm Collision Two came out like three years ago, I guess. Um, yeah. And and this new record. What was going on for you where you really felt that, that that this is what you wanted to do? You know, I mean, why do it at all? Well, I mean, well,
1: well what, I ha- what I happened, Diane, was, was that Six and I, you know, we, we didn't do the ruts for years and years, but we never stopped doing music. You know, Six has never stopped doing it. I know but we've remained very good friends always. Um, was Six? And what happened in 2008, we, 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 we were asked to remix something from Rhythm Collision 1. It's now, which is now album we made with Mad Professor sort of years and years ago. Yeah,
2: 1982, and,
1: um, yeah. We were, and, yeah, in, in, in 80, 81, 82. 82, I, 82 <laughs> yeah. I think it was. And uh, I don't know what's the point, but we went we went with an engine. You know, Se- Seg's, were, we, we both knew his engineer called Steve Dubb. He works with, like, the Chemical Brothers and stuff called <laughs> actually. Oh, was he really? Okay, there you go. Uh, he, and Segs, Seg's, in fact, Seg's played bass on a few Chemical Brothers records, you know, so we're not just sort of wizened old punk rockers talking about the glory days. We're trying to stay, you know, oh, well, on, top of, on top of our game.
0: Well, I, anyway, I,
1: so okay. So we we were, we were doing this remix, and then the engineer, Steve Dove, said, well, why don't we take this money and go and do some work with Mad Professor again? He was the guy who recorded with Invisible One. So we just rang him up, and he said, yeah, man, you know, I'll come in next Tuesday. So we went in. Pretty much in the same ways we, we, we want, just a few ideas. But there were only two of us, really. so we took along a friend, Seamus Behan, uh, who i played with in a couple of bands. He played with Iggy Pop. He played with Iggy Pop's band. More names. More I <laughs> think uh, <laughs> he, he played with us when we first started doing doing shows, and and he came in. He's a he's a fine keyboard player. He plays great guitar as well. And uh, we went in, did some tracks, uh, and we just. And we we, found, we went in the studio and to our surprise, it was just in fact Mad Professor Neil Neil Fraser said, "My God, it's like you walked out of the studio yesterday and you're back again today, and it's still all rocking." So, Six and I found that we had we had this this connection musically. So we so we did the reggae album and we were really happy with it. The Six also played with the Alabama Three. Are you familiar with them at all? I don't know. They do the Sopranos theme. Yeah, the, the band called the Alabama Three, and they did the Sopranos Steve of oh, that wow. gangster series. night dropping Diane, we've Hornet. got them all in there.
0: That's okay. Great. That's so, okay. And so I, Rob, it... the singer,
1: said, "Why don't you come and open up for us for some shows?" So Segs at that time said, well oh, "I don't know. I don't really know if I fancy being a singer." So I said, his friend, don't do anything you don't want to do."
2: Mm-hmm. So we
1: got a. We, we expanded the band a bit. We got a guitarist called Lee Hegarty, who's still with us to this day. Yes, and. We had um, Shana Spear, whom I mentioned earlier, the keyboard player.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we had a girl called Mollero who used to sing with Zion Train. Uh, she's uh, of African origin.
2: Mm-hmm. And she was
1: really good. So she'd do some songs. Segs would do some songs. And what happened with the first couple of shows we did, we had a couple of guest vocalists came along and sang like some of our hits like Babylon's Burning and stuff. But we soon realised that really they didn't kind of get it. And they were kind of singing songs in a what we call the mockney Style, the the mock Cockney style. You know, I've got a London accent, you know, it's quite unusual these days to have one. But, um, and we felt, and they were like dancing like your dad, and we thought, this cockney can't do this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a grandfather, but I don't dance like my dad, you know. <laughs> and so we decided that we've got to keep it in house because at least we know what it is that we do. So we did. Uh, and then, over the last, over, between releasing the album, day and the gigs, it took over, over around, you know, a few years. That was in 2011 when we started doing the shows. Um, and then we cut the five-piece down to a trio, which is Sexy, myself and Lee Hegarty, our guitarist, mm-hmm. who's in the next room at the moment. And um, and we carried on as a, a trio. Uh, and then we we just found the songs came, you know. We we, did, we never trying to force it, but they came because we felt that we had something to say and we were kind of... We kind of got our mojo back. Yeah, well, basically... This, we did like, um, we did 38-day tour last year. And then, so all in all, about 50 gigs that year. So you're playing together. So when you we rehearse, because obviously we, we don't take it lightly, and then you just jam, which is where you just jam, and suddenly you step up to the mic with the lyric, and there you go. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh, I think we wrote a rock album. Uh, you just sort of do it, and um, everything else is gathered moss. From there in Moss, did I, I meant Moss? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're, we're very happy. A very good place actually, so that's good, you know. That's... I just wish we done it earlier.
0: <laughs> and how was rehearsal?
1: The rehearsal was good. It was good, yeah, actually, very good. Good, very good. Very good yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. We we did a because I've just said that okay, I'll get you're listening. Who you're the hell are these old guys? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm knocking on a bit, but I, I actually have a hip replacement eight weeks ago. Oh. And we have a marvellous thing here called the NHS, the National Health Service. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got it for free, you know, on the government, on this, on society. Yes. And they took a great, great job. And uh, so I'm pleased to say I'm rocking. Um, since then, Segs we, we, and I, we were asked to do a, a little tour with a thing called Dead Men Walking.
0: Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask we did you about With that. Jake
1: Burns mm-hmm. and... Um, Kirk Brandon, Kirk
0: Brandon. Brandon
1: and, right? So we did a global acoustic show where I wasn't allowed to play the kit, but I, I played the snare drum with brushes. That went really well. But mm-hmm. we're going to do some more shows later in the year. Uh, and then, and then we got offered, a, in fact, are, a little bit of trivia for you, more name dropping. Um, we, we <laughs> Please. Did, did a, we did a session with Roger Daltrey.
0: I wanted oh, to ask you okay. about that.
1: And we did, we did, a, we did a, a, a kind of bluesy rhythm and blues version of my generation for a TV program called The Rebel. So we did that. That was my first thing, back on the drums. And mm. um, I did a, you know, did a few little sessions the other week, and uh, we rehearsed today, so I'm ready to rock again, you know, on the drums. Yeah. Works. Oh, well, and that,
0: that's that's great to hear. And I think I saw a quote from maybe Pete Townsend on the back of your book.
1: Yeah, well, you mentioned that one. We didn't drop that one. That's Your, <laughs> your, your name dropped that <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pete, The Who, back in the, before, in much DC, 1981, uh, the Who gave us some support gigs on a British tour. So we did a few dates with them.
2: Uh-huh. became good
1: friends with Pete and Roger. Uh, I know Roger quite well. In he's fact, he's a godfather of my daughter. Which is oh, very nice. Wow. And Pete has always been... Pete is a real hero of mine, actually. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's kind of... I can't... It's, it's quite hard. To, you know, I'm such a fan. I go a bit gooey when I when I meet him. But he's, I've worked for him a few times over the years. Uh, he's always been very kind, and I've, I've always worked really hard for him, and he, 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 I sent him the book, he really liked it, he wrote a piece for us, I sent him a copy of the single, Psychic Attack, which you played earlier, and he, and he wrote a lovely piece for that, it was started with The Ruts Are Back in Black with Hats, and they're really kicking, so nice. it was good, and he doesn't write it as a favour, he likes it, he only writes it because he genuinely likes it, so which is, you know... That's there, I mean, there was never, talking about that crossover period, there was never really any doubt of the Who were caught, really, because, because yeah. you know, there's a lot of Who on this album, and we're, we, you know, talking about this album, we're, we're, you know, we're basically kind of look at each other and say, yeah, we're just doing the all our favourite songs, or bits of, you know, it's not derivative, but... We're allowed to put that much energy in like the, the, like the songs we grew up with. It's kind of like the history of Segs and Ruffy's British rock experience. You know? <laughs> so yeah, like it's got stuff that sounds a bit like well, there's a, you know, Sargic Attack's quite punky. There's another one on there called Killer the Pain. That's the one that Jake and, and uh, Kirk sing on. Mm. But there's some kind of T-Rexy stuff. There's some. it's not like it, but it's inspired by. It. There's some stuff that's inspired by like, slow rock anthems, like, a bit like. We listen to Black Sabbath and Hawkwind and and the Who and people like that. So we've we've never we've never been shy Pink about it. and the Pink <laughs> bear is another sort of agit crop. Yeah, alternative English band. But um, you know we've never been afraid to do what we want to do. I and mean, even their first album was very diverse. So we've just tried to stay true to ourselves and do that. And we really like it. And hopefully some other people will too. You know. So we're just hoping. Yeah, although we don't care with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, can you tell me? So the the new record is called "Music Must Destroy," and my guests are uh, Dave Ruffy and Sex Jennings of Ruts DC. Um, the label is Sosumi. Yeah. What Sosumi? Um,
1: but, 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 but that's that, that's that's and I label. Oh, okay. But we've actually licensed we've licensed this, this to a, a company called uh, Westworld.
2: The Westworld
1: yes. currently they were kind of. It's, it's uh, run by a chap called Steve Beatty. The
2: mm-hmm. a
1: major record. He's the biggest vinyl distributor in Europe, you know. He's a very young go-getter, ex-boxer. Young, very, very, you know, a can-do kind of guy. And he's kind of, he's basically the damned on our label, too.
2: Mm. Um,
1: and he's basically single-handedly, he's a big fan, and he's signed us. So we've, we've signed, we'd, we'd signed a distribution deal with him on this. But it's very good, so... Well, basically, we Segs and I have decided, because we put two albums out on Susumi, it's, it's our label, but nobody really knows they're out. We did with Inclusion 2, we did Ruts Live on stage, fine yes. records, but really, if these days, you know, with social networking and stuff, people need to know you've got something out. Right, so we decided yes. with this record, we're, we're going with, with, with um, Westworld, and they're going to, hence we're talking to you now, because they're, they're, yeah, they're really, working yeah. in America, yeah, yeah. they're working in Europe, because we, we, as Cedric said, we did a lot of gigs last year—Australia, New Zealand, all over Europe—and they were really good gigs. But a lot of people don't know you've got anything else. It's a bit of a thankless job. Yeah. So we, we need marketing. So we've gone with a company that are marketing, and we, you know, we realise that you you have to do that because we're not getting any younger. We're a great band. Well, that's and kind of people should get a chance to see
0: us. Well, that is the way of the world now. It's like you kind of—it's like yeah. every man for himself. It's it's very different since yeah. when you probably had a. Uh, what's the word, a contract with oh, Virgin.
1: Which, a contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah but, which was a lousy contract. let yeah. oh, I mean, terrible. So I, I terrible. like the fact that, that, I like it the way it is now. I mean, this, this album was, was done on, on a thing called Pledge Campaign, which has got crowdfunding.
2: Yeah. Yes. And
1: um, and we've met, and people have, you know, not only pledged for the album, but individuals have pledged amounts of money, which are like far from small. And so the, so that. So it kind of makes you... You know, you can't mess around. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying not to swear. You Thank can't mess you. about. Yes. <laughs> and, you, you know, you really have to... So, I mean, this, this for us is like... It's the best thing we've done since our first album, The Crack, really. Mm. And uh, and kind of making the record, it was very much like Paul and, and, and Malcolm were there. But also, all the people that have paid money in advance, you, know, you have to do right by them. You can't mess around. You've got to really... You've got to make sure, you are going to make a record, you've got to make sure it's damn good. Yeah, you know? and we are, we are, we really, you know. And we have. And, 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 and we do, we, you know, we're in control of the artwork, we're in control of everything. And, you know, so it's still a DIY thing, really. we just got a little bit of a help, uh, uh, and we we take less royalties for that forever. But the thing is, I'm hoping to, it's not about selling, because you can't really sell anymore. Just a, just a bit. A bit uh, more get, we want to reach as many people as possible, which is when we started. That's all we wanted to do. It wasn't never about the money. It was, you know, it, it, it comes with that maybe, but but uh, you know, you can do all that and then get ripped off anyway. So it's kind of like more of a movement really, and uh, we get the we get the chance to share our message of people unite, uh, or share our message of the music and talk to people. It's, you know, it's. Uh, we're quite pure of heart in a strange way. I think, if anything, when 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 you're making a record these days, you, have, you know, I don't even think about how many it's going to sell. I think about making the best record you can. And basically, I've never allowed myself to say it before. But I think basically, you, it's like you're making a piece of art, and you, it has to be the very best. And you can't kid yourself. You have to really, it has to really count for you, and you have to make it the best it can be. And and that's a very honourable thing. Whether or not people get it, I don't know. It's not the main concern. Hopefully, they will. But the main concern is to do the very best thing you can. It is a main concern. And, and, and Henry, if you're listening, you know maybe one day you were you very busy. But I mean, you know, if, if Henry had done something on the record that was not very good, we would have just gone. You know, we can't really use that. Same with everybody. You know, it, there, there's a high. But of course, he would never do that because nice. there's a high standard. Me and me and Raffy are really on each other's case all the time, you know, painfully so. <laughs> I wish you had the album; and you could play some Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You have to wait a little while, well, couple of weeks. Yeah, so we've only the just finished it, so you will
0: get it. Yeah, we will get it. I'm sure. I, it, and I, I think um, the last bit there got a little bit garbled. I'm not sure if the phone moved.
1: All oh, uh, right. Okay. Now we're, we're sitting still. Okay. do about that. Sit still. But we, but, we, we, we. <laughs> well, and you you guys
0: have a certain commitment, you know, and and but it. I mean, it's refreshing to hear you talk about just making music as an expression because you've been around for so long, and I'm sure that there were records. You know, I don't know if you want to even talk about how it was with Malcolm dying, probably having a uh, obligations to to put out records, well, but. Well,
1: Malcolm died, it was a long, long time. It was, see, the Ruts weren't a conceived band at a kind of art school thing. We were four guys who got together. Kind of an old, he said, he would make a great film. <laughs> but we really meant it, and we were friends. So when he died, we were in deep mourning for years, and it took me years to realise, after he died, I, I, I never stopped working. I went on and I played with, I've been really lucky in music. I played with loads of great bands, you know. I'm not going to go into a who's whoever I played with, but I never stopped working. Mm-hmm. It took me years to realise how, how much effect it had on me. Um, yes. and, but I would never, it was never our intention to reform or anything. But it's just that we made, as I, as I explained earlier, we made with Division 2. It came together well. We worked well. It doesn't earn us a lot of money, the ruts. I mean, I, I, um, I play with... It's very hard to make a living out of one band. I play with other bands, you know. I've, mm-hmm. I've got a record in the top ten in England at the moment that I played on, which is great. Really? But, but my my great passion mm-hmm. is is this band I didn't and know that. you know, yeah, <laughs> Dexys. Dex- oh, Dex- oh yeah, Dexys. I've got a record. Dex- another name drop. Another name <laughs> drop. Nice. It probably means nothing over there, but yeah. But a band called Dexys, you'd be Dexys Midnight Runners. Yes, so yeah. of course. Of course. But I'm I'm very fortunate. I've managed to make a living out of music, and I'm very fortunate that I can. Got some time into doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. This is this is a, a great thing when you do, when you do your own music. But. Well, you said the day, Ruff. You know, you said you were playing the drums. I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do that. But you know, this band's different because you have to put different different energies and different chops in. You can you think you're up to speed, but you get in there with this band and you go, oh, buddy, "We better do that one again." You know what I mean? Because mm. it, you, you have to get the moves and the, and the way you, the way that the place that it came from. Yeah, so uh, I think we're proud really to be to care that much as well because, uh, Christ, you know, yeah, a lot of people out there care about us. So why the hell wouldn't we care about them? You know.
0: Well, that's awesome, and I love that you're like sort of pushing each other and seeing what what comes out of it. You know, because you could have very easily just turned your back on the experience that was the ruts you know, and yeah. and 30 years later just go like, well, you know, I still don't want to talk about that or I can't bring that back up. And But right. um, well, there,
1: there kind of, there's kind of a, you know, there's kind of a, you know, the watch was personally a big thing for all of us and it, you know, it was, it really messed us up because we lost one of our best friends and years later, you know, Paul Fox died in yes. 2007. Another, one, another and, great and, friend, you know. It's another something. great friend and, and uh, the dynamic wasn't you know, great after Mal could die with us, but when he, he Paul was diagnosed with lung cancer, this is when we met Henry in
2: 2007.
1: Yes, and uh, we decided to do one one more gig. You see, and and so we wanted to we didn't we, didn't, we wanted to do it. You know, Paul, Paul Paul was Paul Fox was great guitarist, and, and yes. the Ruts was a great lover of his life. He, he he never really wanted to do Ruts. He said he wanted to do the Ruts, but Six and I didn't want to get any guy on the vocals you know mm-hmm. but when it, when we diagnosed with lung cancer we decided let's do a gig so we asked henry warrens to do the show and we did one show in london at the o2 in islington and henry came over at his own expense and learned the songs we rehearsed paul was too ill to rehearse mm. can only rehearse for a couple of hours um but so, we, so we had another guitarist in fact the guitarist we have today uh, Lee oh, Lee. Came came along uh, and did 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 a whole day with us, oh,
2: but, gonna... but we
1: did that one gig and we and I thought thank God we put it to bed, we 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 addressed our differences, we made our peace with each other, and I'm very sad to have lost another dear friend, but we made it good, you know we we we, could, we had kind of closure with each other, mm. and it was brilliant. And We never ever thought that would be it. I mean, when we did that show. I kind of took it on myself to say, well, who was going to do it? We had a lot of it, The Dan played, UK subs played, Misty Roots played. We had a load of people came and played for nothing. Mm. Uh, just as a kind of way of respect. And um, I, I kept away a lot of wannabes that wanted to go, because I wanted to keep it real, you know. And I thought that was it. I thought I'd put it all to bed. But I think what it is, we, we just decided, it seems that we needed to do this, you know. It just seemed like... We Needed so maybe just for ourselves, I don't know, but we just needed to do it, and if uh, it still feels like the right thing to do, and uh, you know, I'm really glad we did. Yeah, it's, like, it's like people sometimes say, you know or you getting to getting together for the money and you go, well, you know, are, you, are you joking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Would you put that much effort in? You, you know, oh, it sounds like... That it... much effort with me and him put in, you know, on a everyday basis. Like we manage ourselves, we've got our own label, we do everything, and, you know, we produce ourselves. It's, it's not a, it's not an ego trip. It's like, a, you know, we don't have any money to pay anybody else. We'd love someone to take all that on, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we do it and it's it's tiring and... Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's certainly not for the money. <laughs> I, I stand as a high though. I think you. Know, I mean, I think you've only heard psychic attack. I mean, we've done this on crowdfunding and we've done it sort of on our own. With our, you know, we recorded it on the cheap. We, we work in Brixton, in the kind of ghetto part of London, and we work at home and we do a lot of work on it. And our record doesn't sound like a cheap record. It sounds like it's no. spent. There's a lot of time, hours, and energy gone into making it sound great. And, and then I also invest pledge music dot yeah. forward slash But mm. it's been brilliant that people have actually invested in it to do it because we were about to do it without that. You no, know? I mean we're, we're not taking any wages to do it, but it's enabled us to record and pay the engineers and you know and, and you know and get to have them buy the odd meal when we're working, which has just been brilliant. And make the record, you know. <laughs> right.
0: Well, yeah. and.
1: There it- and,
0: that we are <laughs> <laughs> well what i heard of course a uh, psychic attack is great and you have a video yeah. for it as well and um and yeah. the, the 2007 show just sounded like a celebration you know just it was it sounded it was a, wonderful it was a
1: beautiful it was a beautiful experience i mean it sounds it sounds like a cliche but when the, no. the love in the room was was, was 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 kind of tangible you know you could kind of cut it through um, it was brilliant, and uh, the love for Paul Fox was great,
2: Yeah,
1: uh, and you know, it was great. And we only paid a 25-minute set. Oh, wow. So it was too ill to do any more, really, And mm. so we did a 25 at the end of the night. But it had been a great night, you know, been a lot of bands played, and uh, it was great. It was it was wonderful, you know, they were, they were calling out Foxy for, for about yeah. 10 minutes. Something. And it was brilliant, that our dear friend, you know, that was his last gig. You know, yeah. he died a couple of months after that.
0: Well, you, um, you did him right. I mean that. Yeah, it, I mean, I, think I, so, yeah. I heard...
1: Right. We'll, we always say we're going to get twice as many people in, but everybody had doubled in size. <laughs> 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 yeah, the punk rockers are grown yeah, to the they, old they, back they, there. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I, I, I heard about that show after the fact, and I I think that I might have actually chosen to fly to go with that show. Because oh, I never that, got to yeah, see been that. Been sold in out, we,
1: and we the, couldn't book a. Bigger venue because it, it was sold out in a day. I think. Or, or, oh wow! Because we didn't know whether Foxy was going to be alive. I mean, you know, right? That is, for me, that is true art, really. You know what I mean? Oh, and it was is.
2: Great. And he
1: was—he was. He was he, I mean, Henry Rollins talks about it on the, you know—in his spoken word tour. He, there's a lot. There's lots of stuff on YouTube if anyone can be bothered mm. about Henry talking about the ruts and about that show. Yeah. You know. Yes. Uh, and he—he he, 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 most gracious. Talking about oh and, and how he did it and what what happened when Paul came to rehearsals, you know. I mean, you know. Anyway, I'll leave it to.
0: Uh, but yeah, because I, I do want to uh, I do want to point to the the record again uh, a little bit at least. Um, and um, music must destroy is a new record. Now, um, there's artwork that I got that's sort of like a red and black cover. Is that the actual cover?
1: Yeah, that's the actual cover. Is that actual guy kind of carrying a ghetto blaster. Carried yes, yes, yes. Some sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's that that, that guy, That's John Howard. I wanted uh, to ask H- you. He lives in New York. Funny he enough, he lives like in Long Island, New, New York. Yeah. And he uh, did
0: the the, the the crack, right? He, he,
1: he's yeah, the yeah, guy who yeah. did the crack. Yeah, he's he's an old friend from back in the day. Um, in fact, his whole family are very artistic. Uh, I, I dated his daughter for about fifteen years, Rachel oh. Howard, who did. Inclusion One, and his son Ollie did. You may be familiar with an album called Grin and Bear It. He
0: oh wow, I have it sitting right he here. His other
1: son Rupert, yes. who lives in, in New York too, uh, did. Um, there was a single called um, Different View. He did the artwork for that.
0: Oh okay. So it's,
1: and and so John Howard did the artwork. We decided to, you know, when we when we sort of I say came back, I use it for one of a better expression. Mm-hmm. We did with Inclusion Two. I wanted to use people that, you know, I wanted to have some kind of continuity with our past, so I asked John to do the cover for Within Division 2, which he did, and we've kept that red, black and white theme throughout
0: the
1: yes. kind of wind, if you will. But it's such uh, a departure. And he seems to understand, he's a mm. big fan of the music, he's actually a big jazz fan, he's mm-hmm. a very fine artist. Check him out, John H. Howard, he does many great things. Uh, he does lots of blue note covers, and he does sculpture, and he does big Pictures oh, cool. and, stuff. But, and he kind of understands where we're at. So, you know, we, we, we've we been around, we've been kicking around a long time and it's good, you know, to stick with people who kind of understand what you're doing a bit and, and kind of empathise with it because I think we made a few mistakes like on the Animal Now cover. Like, like, I wonder myself, <laughs> what, the, what the hell was going on there? So just, I have no idea. No. But, uh, oh, we so, we, so we stick with the people that are kind of family and friends, yeah. you
0: know. Mm-hmm. Hey, did, um, did Paul sing on Animal
1: Now? He did sing a bit. We all sang on it. Yeah, we all, we all took some vocals. Six did the, the bulk of it. Oh, okay. Like, I took the lead on one called uh, um, Walk or Run. Walk or Run. It was a, okay. a rockabilly song. But yeah, Paul. Paul famously did *Parasites*. I think you made earlier.
0: Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was <laughs> good story with *Parasites*. Actually, um, we we signed a Virgin Records in London. Yes. Um, uh, and we signed, tragically, what was called a cross collateralised deal. We signed a publishing to them as well. So when we left, when Malcolm died, and we we, we were we were thinking about leaving Virgin. because we'd had some hits, you see, in London, in England. Uh, And so we were going to leave because the publishing department said, no, don't worry, man, you've got loads of money, you can make records, we've got plenty of money that you're owed. And then they said, oh, hang on a minute, oh, it's cross-collateralised. So it was one of those things. We were a young man, we didn't know. Right. I mean, you know, so we signed it, and then we realised that all our publishing money was being held against the recording and everything else. So when we found this out, it kind of stops us working, really. So we wrote the song Parasites and then we played it at a show. And of course, we only meant it against the company. We didn't mean it against the staff of the company because we knew all the staff and they were lovely people, you know. Uh, of course, Paul said, yeah, this is about a record company. I'm not saying who they are, but they don't have any sex, meaning virgin, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, and all our friends from the record company were really upset because they thought that we meant them because we never did. So, yeah, It was quite tragic. You As know, usual, you know, the, the, the wrong people suffer. Yeah, the, the hmm. Corporate greed. Yeah, but there you go. That's so, another thing. So, yeah. So, so there was a little story for that. I don't know if it's relevant or not. Well, well you did pay it. Of course
0: but, it's uh, relevant. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Everything is relevant. You're you. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. to you. You can tell me anything yeah, and it's yeah. relevant because it yeah. has to do yeah. with you and, and, and the band. Right. Right. So what else? So do, that was Paul Fox. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, what else do you want to say about the. Um, the new record we already talked about. Who's on it? Okay,
1: well, oh, new record. Well, I, I, I can honestly say it's. I think it's the best thing we've. I'm, I'm so proud of it. It's been probably the hardest record. I've ever, I mean, over the years, I've Segs and I. We've both done quite a bit of production, and we've had some success, and we've had this and that. We've never stopped working, but I think this is probably one of the hardest things we do because the pressure to make it. It was our record. The pressure to make it good was immense, and, and I think we've done it. I think we've done a really good job. I think the the bullshit detectors have been up, and we've avoided, you know, self-delusion, and I think we've come up with some really good stuff. I'm so proud of my friend Sexy here, who's basically written pretty much all the lyrics, and he's, mm. you know, he's really... He's up in the Pandora's box here. His life's changed because of it.
0: But do you and, think uh, that there's... I'm so I,
1: proud of him. He's great.
0: I can't step over that you just said self-delusion. It Has there been self-delusion? I see you guys as a well, really solid... It's
1: very easy to delude yourself in this business, you you've know. have got to be oh. careful of it all the time. you just you've got to be aware of it. I think to you always of, you have know, been. Know, you've, got to, you've got to be aware that you've got, to, you've got to come up with the goods, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we have a lot of fans you who know, tell us we're great. You know, Not a lot of fans, but the people who like us...
0: You're like great.
1: You're great. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but so, if, you, if, you, if you ask, sorry, if you ask Dave if he has self-delusion. You know, he's worried about self-delusion. He will say, "Of course I do." If you ask Josh Homet, as he's now called, uh, if you ask him if he has self-doubt, he will say, "Of course I do." If you ask him, "Of course I do." It's it's just a question of that. It's not a question of us putting ourselves down. You just have to be on the case. You know, on uh, you know, you, you can't. right you got to write stuff and be good. You know.
0: Well, I think that de- delusion for me is different than doubt. So delusion okay. is more like pumping yourself up or, and acting like you're something that you're not, which I'm I've never gotten, gotten my from job. you I've
1: been deluded. I mean, I mean, basically, we're trying to write a real kick-ass, proper rock record, and it, it's quite easy to sort of say, "Oh, that will do." It's over. Okay. <laughs> no.
2: we've,
1: we've tried, and we really haven't done that. We've made the records were the very, very best of our ability. Well, but that's, that's who you are. I don't are. know what I meant there. You know, you... Yeah, I didn't mean, I wouldn't being so much self-doubt as to say, but I really think we've done it. I'm so excited by it. I'm kind of exhausted because I've never worked so hard on a record. Mm.
2: Well, um, and, and but, just...
1: but I'm very happy. Uh, I'm so happy that we've done it. It's just been, uh, it's just been mastered. Uh, we've done a radio edit for the single.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: single's called Music Must Destroy, and that features Henry as well.
2: Oh, cool. will be our
1: next single. Oh, good. Um, I, I'll, I'll make sure I'll send you one in the next... You oh, know, you will. As soon as, as, soon as I can. <laughs> uh, you can I think you're going to like it.
2: I'm it's, sure it's, I will. It's kicking.
1: And, and you know, uh, you know well, we're really, really happy. I mean, I'm just so happy we've made a record. You know, there's a lot of pressure. You know, the Ruts first album was, was, was a really, you know, for the people who like it, it, was a really great thing. It's a hard act to follow. Yes. So here we are, years later. But I you mean, many, are... Many, many years later... And I think, we've, I think we've done it, you but, know, which yeah. is great. I never thought at my age I would, but I'm still making a living doing the thing I love. I feel really grateful for that. Well,
0: and, and that's the thing that maybe isn't obvious to you, but as a, as a fan and as a person who I've had a connection with the Ruts with your music for, you know, since you started, you're the Ruts Like, that's all that needs to be said, because what goes with that is that you care. What goes with that is the integrity of who the band is, is the power, is the refreshing expression. You know, I mean, your music has always been vital. And I couldn't, you know, and, and I and I know that you're excited, but it's like. That. You're 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 a done deal. Like I know yeah, who it's no, coming no,
2: that's
1: from. Brilliant. That, that's brilliant. That's brilliant, that's what he's talking about. Self-delusion. Yeah. Because You can't delude yourself. We can't delude ourselves to say this isn't vital because there's at least five tracks on there that are really vital, and, and that's coming from me. Well, and I know that it is. So yeah, that's that's what we're saying about if, if, We're if not you, putting ourselves down.
0: Yeah. No. And if you're making a record at quote at your age. For yep. for right, this right. reason, it has to be vital. There would be no other yeah. reason why you'd be doing even it. Even more
1: so. Even more so. Even
0: more so. But then
1: again, we we take things like the Miggy Pop, and I, I love that um, post pop post pop depression thing. Yeah. Yes. Depression. I thought was brilliant, and and, and as I say one of my best mates. Seamus Bean plays in his band, not in the Josh Homme band. Yes. The current touring band. And it's just brilliant for me. One of my buddies is playing with Iggy Pop, yeah. and he's just played on our record as well. He like? it, what's what's he
2: like? <laughs> because
1: Iggy Pop, and here's a funny thing: my, my wife. It's funny. I've been I've been married to my wife for many many years. When I was doing punk rock, she was living in New York doing Studio 54. So a completely different worlds. So she knows nothing about my old work, which is kind of cool. But, mm. but she so she she only discovered. Um, like what we're about last year, and and um, she'd only discovered. I took her to see The Damned. She'd never heard of The Damned, and she now loves The Damned and you know, she's Good banian and And she she never heard them before. Mm. Last year she discovered The Damned, and this year for the first year, she discovered the pop at the Isle of Wight Festival, which is just yay. amazing. You know what I mean? It's like yay! It's fantastic because and because he you know because he still cuts it because he's still vital. Yes. And, and I think the great, the wonderful thing about music, if you, you know, you, you can there aren't any rules anymore about, you know, I always, as long as you, you, you understand and you give a damn, you know, you, you've got it, you know. Yes,
0: minutes. bring <laughs> it, bring it or go home. Exactly. I want to do
1: some um, shout outs to New uh, York. Yes, I want to shout out to Jack Rabbit, Big Takeover. Yes, of course, you know Jack. Jack. Um, I don't know whether he's been in New York. I want a big shout-out to Joan Sigmund. Big shout-out to John H. Howard. Tim Brune Brown. Yeah. Um, there's probably others, but I'm just feeling New York. I'm feeling it, and uh and all of you out there. And, of course, Jersey. And Jersey, yeah. I'm the Bruce Springsteen connection and all that. Yeah. You know, I and played everyone. in Trenton and all in places, man. It's great. Yeah. Rockin'. Orange County. Love it. that's That's California. Oh the other (laughs) side. Whatever. That's the other side. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway, listen, good luck with your elections coming up. Uh, I think we're in for an interesting ride, aren't we? I think Both our countries are in for an interesting ride in the next year or two.
2: That's
0: very true. It will be interesting and I'm sure begin. Just something else to write some songs about.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. my
0: God, I don't yeah.
1: I'll write Donald Trump. We won't go there, because we, we, we've just gone for a really interesting thing, the Brexit thing, which I'm sure yes. you're aware of. Yes. But I'm not going to dwell on any political thing, but uh, I think people unite is the, is, the, is, the, is the key phrase, I'd like to say. And, uh, you know, one nation under a group, one species. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. Rock.
0: Yeah, just try to be as peaceful as you can, and and Absolutely. you know create your own expression and follow what you feel. Absolutely.
1: Well, we've got one song on the album that goes, I don't know if it's gonna come out. It goes,
0: people,
1: come and help me drop a peace bomb. Children, if we're gonna do it, do it now. Yeah. It's a T Rex one. It's not a T Rexy one. I love it. Everyone's going to switch off now. Oh
0: <laughs> is that what they say? Like my God! Oh, that's awesome. I just want Go to ahead. thank you for. Okay, thank you. For,
1: it's, been, it's been really, it's been really good. Man. Many good talking
0: to you all. Oh, it's great talking to you, and I'm so glad that you made the time. Um, the, if you had to, and I know that the name of the record is "Music Must Destroy." and it's on your sosumi Su- label. Yeah, right? but via, via
1: Westworld. Westworld it's on, yeah.
0: And uh, we'll be able to find it soon. When is it yeah, going to be released? It. It,
1: it's coming out uh, September 16th. Okay, okay. We're doing, a, yeah, we're doing, a, September 16th is release date. Yeah, okay, our website, uh, the ruts.co.uk, is pledgemusic.com forward slash rutsdc. Uh, you find all the info you need. Uh, all your Facebook, you can't. You, 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 you get us. You know, we're, we're busy. We're, with, we're busy with Facebook. We, we're, we're busy with all that. And uh, just contact us anybody individually. Anyway, you know. Yes, we're, they're we're, both we're on Facebook. They'll,
0: they'll be. Your, you guys have been my Facebook friends for years. I went to look you up, and I was like, oh look, we're already friends. Ah, well,
1: you know. I, uh, we, well, yeah. But, I, yeah, I guess you're right. But you, you get kind of confused. But, yeah, it used <laughs> to be a person, but they turned it to a bad one. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not quite, but well, we
2: still can get things,
1: messages, and all that. Mm. It's the closest, closest we get to dealing with the corporate uh, society.
0: But <laughs>
1: one has to do it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so do check out Music Must Destroy when it comes out. But yes,
0: it's, it's very, very it's exciting worth, to have. Worth, worth
1: a listen.
0: Worth a listen. Awesome. Yeah, so, um, I just want to ask you guys one last question, if at all possible. Yeah. Um, you know, you've you've really gone through so much. What would you Tell your younger self, your you know first wave rut self, who you know. If you're
1: going to do it, do it now. <laughs>
0: That's great. I'll do it all
1: again. Really, I mean, you know, I've made a few mistakes, but really not that seriously. I, I have great friends. From my, this is me speaking. Great friends around. Ruffy's been a like a, a pillar uh, for me, and uh, you know, keep great friends. Listen, listen to your inner self. I'm going to say it again. You know, don't delude yourself. You know, just be real. And uh, just surround yourself with great people and uh, just carry on doing it. And, and yeah, and and, and, and don't be just just follow follow your own path. I mean, I think the worst thing you can do is jump on the bandwagon. It's a very yeah. short lived experience. And and just stick if you feel any artistic leanings at all, stick with it and it will come around. It may not come around in the way you expect, but it will come around in a satisfactory way. It may not be financial and maybe whatever, but Sam, don't follow the, don't jump on the bandwagon. Don't follow the other rest. Just stick with what you do because we—that's what's happened to us, really. it sort will come round again, you know. And it feels like a good time. Yeah, right? you can overcome everything, people. Mm. You can, you know. Just have to surround yourself with the right people. Don't take the wrong drugs. Don't look into the pharmaceuticals. You know, what I mean, you, you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. Just need help, you know. Oh, awesome. Oh, that was <laughs> easy, no.
0: That's great. So he I know yeah, What's crazy. going on? Now it sounds I'm like it, it sounds like there's a there's We're we'll a-
1: taking calls this time.
0: <laughs> All right. Well oh, thank it. you for making the time. I know that you're uh I guess you're you're getting psyched. No, Do you have good. good
1: it's great going You it's, have it's some the evening here, so we're gonna we're gonna cook, cook a meal in a minute, I think. Oh, Good.
0: So, and then you're yeah. playing some, you're doing some festival stuff, right?
1: Yeah, we've got a flight of France in, the, in some... Seven o'clock in the morning. Early, early some. But well, we're actually playing till Saturday. And then we fly back at 7 a.m. on the following day. <laughs> whoever, whoever thought this was terrible, needs a serious us work it. But no, we're looking forward to doing so. We haven't done a gig in a while. Um, but we're really looking forward to it. In a couple of weeks, we play the Rebellion Festival. Yes. the biggest... Got a punk rock festival in Europe, here. yes, and that's in Blackpool, in the north of England. We're doing that Saturday night, and then the uh, then the Sunday night we do the our, our acoustic set that's become a little bit legendary yeah. there. Uh, you know, playing other songs and yeah, it's I mean, People come from all over the world, that. I'm sure there'll be quite a few Americans there. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we're going on on Saturday night the same time as the Dam, so you won't be able to see both. Beds. But on Sunday night we're closing the acoustic stage for, for very little money, but we we do. We give good acoustic shows, and we find that our songs work very well acoustically because they're, they're fairly well written. Yeah, really, they kind of work. Yeah, uh-huh. but if you are coming from the US, come and say hello. Come and say hello, yeah. It would be lovely.
0: Awesome. Well, I I uh, I do hope that you will make it over here as well. The uh, the new we're record.
1: Work, right? We're working on it. We really really want to. I just out shouted over. out everybody that possibly might make it happen.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm inviting. I'm inviting <laughs> you now, so you must come.
1: Okay. Great. And then, you know what, Diane? When you get the album, you know we. We're always up for an interview. We do it again and whatever you want to. I mean, you know, we'd love to, as you can tell. we love to. We'd love to talk talking.
0: I would love to. And uh, love you. and respect to, to you both. I'm very, you, very all right. happy that you you've are, got...
1: You, are, you all have a great weekend.
0: Yeah. To everybody. Uh,
1: we, we look forward to speaking to you in, like, another time. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Thank you. All right.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Take nice care, though. Right. Okay. Bye-bye. Ciao, then. Bye-bye.
0: Well, longest goodbye ever on the phone. (laughs) Segs Jennings, Dave Ruffy of the Ruts, Ruts, DC. Great guys. So that about wraps things up for me on this end. Remember, WFMU can always use and requests this particular week your assistance go to wfmu.org if you can donate anything if you like the podcast if you like the regular broadcast if you like coming to Monty Hall and going to a show Please think about it. And thank you to Liz Berg for handling the podcast publishing duties. And thank you to the ruts in every way, shape, or form. Such an important band. Diane Kamikaze signing off for WFMU.